0: Welcome to the Checkmates Go podcast. Join your favorite checkpoint expert, Phone Boy, and his guests as they cover a range of cybersecurity topics to help you secure your everything. Be sure to subscribe and share, and don't forget to rate and review us. And now, here's Phone Boy.
1: And welcome to Season 5, Episode 8. Yeah, we had a nice uh, tech talk on, on securing the blockchain, why and how we do it. And I think some of the content would actually make a, a good podcast. We have a discussion here between uh, Checkpoint's uh, Chief Strategy Officer, Etai Greenberg, and Idan Levin, who's a partner at Collider Ventures. And we talk about blockchain security. Why now? Why? Uh, what kind of threats are we seeing on the, on the blockchain? And how do we, and how do we uh, you know, maybe start to look at that? And so uh, it's, we're going to start off uh, with Etai, and, and he'll, he's going to be asking some questions. Actually, they're going to be asking some questions, back and forth in this uh, in this short little segment here. Enjoy.
0: About 15 years ago, it was the year of 2008, uh, we had the, the, the white paper of blockchain, and so much happened since then. Can you give us kind of a high level about what are the
1: main changes? Yeah, sure. So basically, um, a big quantum leap for the industry in 2015 happened when we had the launch of Ethereum. And Ethereum is a smart contract blockchain, which is very different from Bitcoin. And basically, it enables us to to run applications on blockchain. Um, And between 2015 and 2019, we've seen mostly kind of low level development of Ethereum itself. Uh, And then we had the initial hype of of, of like the first tasting of applications in the ICO boom. Uh, And something really big happened in 2020, which was the first year in which we've been kind of decentralized applications on blockchain getting adopted. Uh, so after a lot of years of work and heavy lifting and kind of building the infrastructure, uh, we started seeing thousands of applications and tens of millions of users worldwide entering the space and starting to use these decentralized applications on blockchain. Uh, and it's a great segue to kind of talk maybe a bit about what are smart contracts. Uh, because everyone talks about them, but they can be quite confusing and not like a very clear term. So, Italy, like, would love to hear about how you understand smart contracts and why do you find them important? So definitely smart contracts is a very
0: big thing that make the, 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 the Web 3.0 what it is today and what it's going to be in the future. Um, to explain smart contracts in simple terms, you can think about it as an application that runs on the network, on the blockchain networks. So the blockchain networks can be characterized as, as the cloud, as AWS or Azure cloud, and smart contracts can be a piece of code that runs on top of, of, of this cloud. But what's unique about this code, with which is different than the cloud, the blockchain is public. No one, no single vendors on the cloud, on the blockchain. And the smart contract is a source code or, or application that you can actually see the source code. Everyone that runs smart contract on the blockchain can see. The good guys, the bad guys can see, and and that makes a big difference uh, in terms of how you approach uh, the smart contracts to 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 secure to to prevent attacks. But it also enables so many different type of application in the finance space and also in other domains. It can be gaming, can be metaverse and others. And, and this brings me. Back to you, Idan, we hear a lot about uh, CFI, DeFi. We hear about decentralized application. Explain to us what's the difference between CFI, DeFi, and decentralized application.
1: For sure. So DeFi application, decentralized finance applications, are basically uh, smart contracts on the blockchain, like this explained. code on the blockchain, and you can use it to recreate the same applications that we know from traditional finance. So everything you know from swapping assets, from borrowing and depositing assets, from derivatives, from stable coins using yields for payments. So DeFi basically tries to recreate the traditional system that we know on the blockchain. Uh, and we usually have this nice segmentation uh, of CeFi versus DeFi. So CeFi is kind of centralized finance, the old guard, the old traditional financial system, uh, which is centralized kind of mostly developed during the 70s of the previous century. And DeFi is basically internet finance. That's the easiest way to think about it. It's 24-7 because it's internet-based, it's global. Uh, It has very low friction and low barriers to entry. So anyone with a computer or a mobile device and an internet connection can basically use financial services on the blockchain. Uh, And and an interesting metric to use uh, to kind of understand DeFi is PVL. You're going to see that the total value loss, which means how many, how much like funds or capital uh, is being used within DeFi. And it, it, if you kind of Google it afterwards, you'll see it went from zero to 80 billion in the last few years. Again, like we just mentioned, that that's the years of, of decentralized finance application adoption.
0: Yeah, I, and I think that we see that the adoption of, of Web 3.0 and, and crypto in, in different ways. We see that today there are about 24,000 different uh, 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 cryptocurrencies. Uh, many of them have uh, been created because of the of the smart contract, because of uh, uh, the, the DeFi environments. And we've seen many, many companies or entities, I won't even call them always companies, developing or coming with solutions. Uh, some of them CFI, some of them DeFi, and some of them connected. Um, and then we see that the hackers uh, understand that so much money is invested in this space. Uh, we know that uh, in 2022, about $4 billion have been stolen from the blockchain. That's insane. So take us a little bit into this, what happened right now in this jungle?
1: Yeah. So. Great question. Um basically, like you said, because smart contract code on the blockchain, everything is open source and everything is open. So that makes DeFi applications a very adversarial environment and very attractive to attackers. So when you steal a dollar on the blockchain, you actually steal an actual dollar. Uh so when you hear about a hack in DeFi, it's actually money being stolen. Um and that that type of environment is obviously very lucrative for, for hackers. And you can add to that the fact that the technology is very new. So all of the developers are kind of, you know, the average age of a developer is 20-something years old, uh, very enthusiastic, kind of reminding us of, of the big early internet uh, era, uh, but, you know, not very security-oriented. So basically, we have kind of a new paradigm for finance, but the security side is not, you know, that baked. And I want to take the next question to you about exactly which types of kind of things developers are doing in order to stay safe. So which cybersecurity solutions are being used today in the market? And how do you think about that?
0: Sure. So before I talk about, I'll answer this question. You talk about the, the beginning of the internet and and, and that the, the people that are on the developing on the blockchain are very young. Those people do not use LinkedIn. They don't use WhatsApp, they use Discord. Something that, you know, I looked at my kids and what he's doing when he play games. That's what I had to get into to understand this domain. Now you ask about about the space of how do we secure uh, this environment, uh, smart contract, DeFi application. And what we've seen is that uh, you can divide the security into three stages. Uh, The shift left, what happens in real time and, and what happens after your dollar or your smart contract is being hacked. So on the shift left, we've seen many companies invested heavily in auditing and making sure that before they put their smart contracts on the chain, they want to make sure that they scan the code, they look at the uh, potential vulnerabilities and the fixes. Great, important, and still we see a lot of business in this space. We've seen a lot of companies, a few companies that are doing quite well when uh, your company being hacked and the dollar and and your, and, and your, uh, your money being lost, Doing forensics, uh, looking for what happened, trying to to bring back the money as much as they can. Over the last year, we've started to see quite a bit of companies investing in the space of real time prevention, looking at what transactions are going against those smart contracts. Uh, You can see that the hackers are building the environment, starting to put smart contracts that are malicious to hack smart contracts that are vulnerable. And we see how. Dollar that being stolen from Web two is being used to actually, uh, and when, when someone is hacking me on Web two, I'm paying uh, the ransom. I'm paying with cryptocurrency. So they take the dollars of the cryptocurrency that they stole from the ransomware in Web two, from the phishing, to sponsor the attack that, that that we see right now in in Web three. So so what I'm expecting to see that more and more companies will develop technology, and more and more company will consume technology that are focusing on real-time prevention. So that's that's the
1: way I see it. Super interesting. And and as someone who has been you know in web 2 security for for a long, long time, um, it's it's always it almost seems like we're in day one of crypto security, uh, from what you're saying. Um so I'm interested to kind of learn from you what types of security advancement do you hope to see in the future? What do you expect for us to see in the next year, based on your experience in in, in like web to security and crypto security,
0: so I would say the number one thing is we need to prevent the attack, and and uh, and for that we need to do it in real time with API to inject it before someone is is uh, interacting with our smart contract. There is some gas here that we need to be. There are some 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 operational. Uh, 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 and technicality element that we need to take into account. But it's very, very clear that we need to put something that secure the smart contract in real time. Now, few things that we can do. Because it's an open network, because we can see the code, because, because we can see a new smart contract that was added to the network and the intent of what the smart contract is about to do, we can use AI, we can use a lot of external information that we bring. By the way, also from Web2, we can see that the attacker is actually trying to send you a phishing email to steal your key, your your smart contract encryption key, in in order to start launching the attack against you. So we can see a lot of indicators that hint that this attacker is about to do something and, again, goes all the way to the transaction. I think this is where we should see and we expect to see a lot of uh, innovation and also a lot of deployments by, by different entities. So that's that's more or less what uh, what I expect to see. I think, Idan, uh, uh, um, well, for the beginning, we kind of, we, we set the stage. Uh, thank you very much, Idan. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Checkmates Go. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app, leave us a rating and review, and share with your colleagues on social media.